Hello, friends. I'm Carrie Ann with Salty and Bright. And today I have with me Pastor Ray Savo. He's the lead pastor of the Life Church of God Worship Center in Kaduna, Nigeria. Welcome, Pastor Ray. Thank you very much. I'm very delighted to be in your, in your show today. It's so exciting having you back. Well, today I had a question for you, and I'm pretty sure that if I'm asking the question, there may be others out there who are also asking the question. And so my question is, when we um, come together, several people, more than one people as a group, we're praying to God for a particular direction. For example, we want to figure out where is the next place that we should host a program or um, you know, whatever it is within our organization or within our group, what topic should we discuss next or you know, whatever that looks like. And we're praying to God and we're asking God, for direction on where to go next, what to do next. And we have different answers. How do we handle that? How do we tackle that? All right. So I'm going to start out by saying to you that God is not the author of confusion. Mm-hmm. He does not bring confusion to the midst of people, right? This is one of the major reasons why God always established authorities or mm-hmm. has hired. He has leaders to oversee because sometimes uh people tend to go haywire the corinthian church had that problem everybody was prophesying and then mm-hmm. paul told them no the author of confusion is the devil it's never god yes. god is not of confusion now when you find yourself in some situation where you are praying to want to know the will of god with regards uh a particular thing as a group of people yes. one thing is if god is speaking to you people definitely everybody is going to get the same thing, yes. right? But mm-hmm. everybody is not the same thing. Two things. The first, note that the flesh has come into play, right? Okay. Maybe only one person got the correct thing, heard God correctly, right? Mm-hmm. The others were walking in the flesh. Second thing is this, that you need to encourage these people to go back and pray again because mm-hmm. God is not definitely involved in such confusion so if god is speaking to you one mm-hmm. thing a that you should go to city a and the others are here in city b and city c and so on yes. and so forth what you just need to do is all of you go back to pray again and if yes. you who got you are sure god spoke to you that is mm-hmm. the person whom is so sure that god spoke to him concerning the city to go to because you cannot lord it over other people all you also just need to do is begin to intercede for these other people that the Lord will open their heart to mm-hmm. be able to receive what he has received from the Lord. So if yeah. he receives from the Lord, what the Lord is saying to you mm-hmm. and saying, uh, if they all receive the same thing, then you will notice that uh, in my mind, I really want us to go to City B, but I think yes. the Lord is pushing me for us to go to City A. Yes. Right? So you and then the other person may not have gotten something or heard anything from the Lord. Suddenly mm-hmm. something clicks in the spirit because the spirit bears witness with our spirit, right? Yes. So yes. when you think, suddenly there was a click, he may have not gotten anything, but he's so sure that this mm-hmm. is the way we should go. This is what the Lord is wanting us to do. And then there you go. And then you will see progress ahead. But you see, when there is this confusion, the enemy brings this confusion because he wants to create, he wants all of you to begin to fight yourself yes. and, and so when you fight yourself 
you may not achieve what God wants you people to achieve. So wisdom demands you tell the people to go back to pray again, and then you kneel down on your knees and pray that God convince them, let them know, right? If yes. God actually spoke, He will speak to them. Yes. So the answer for that question is if there are different answers, we know that God is not the author of confusion, so we need to go back. We need to pray some more. And if there is one that is very convinced that God spoke to them, then they should ask the Lord to reveal it to the others. All right. And, and also, 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 mm -hmm. uh, every, everything should be on hold until everybody else is yeah. on the same page, right? Yes. It's very important yeah. because wisdom is profitable to direct. Yes. And while you were saying that, what I thought about was in order to deny self, because then, you know, we may acknowledge that self is playing a part that we definitely would want to humble ourselves, submit to God and say, Lord, can you help remove my flesh, remove myself out of this? I want to hear solely from you. I don't want any interruptions from self or from flesh. Most definitely, what I am saying is for the mature Christians, right? Yeah. The new Christians, they will not accept you. They will not listen to you. They'll tell you, what do you mean by that? Yes. I'm going to move by what they say to me, and then I will move and then get into trouble. And then I want to come back and correct, you see? But the best way to avoid unnecessary stress and troubles is mm -hmm. to be sure the Lord spoke to you. If you're not sure, hold on. Hold your peace. So Pray again. If the circumstance is, I am sure that I heard from God, but everybody else who's also sure they heard from God, they're in agreement with something else, and I'm out here on my island believing that I heard that it's so city A for argument's sake. Let's continue that. I believe it's city, I believe in my heart it's city A, but everybody else decided on city C. <laughs> Now, now, hear me again, that everybody goes in a particular direction doesn't mean God is involved. Now, there's a common saying that, that, that the voice of the people is the voice of God. That's not true. God can go against the people. Do you understand? So God can be speaking to you, and you're sure that God is the one speaking to you against the, popularity, uh, the popular opinion. The popular opinion could be, let's go to CDC. Yes. But the only one voice in the wilderness is saying that it is city A. Please, if you're sure and you know, you have worked with God and you know the way he speaks to you, yes. right? Yes. To what you believe. Because mm -hmm. that everybody goes in a particular direction does not change the In fact, that's one of the proof to know that God spoke mm -hmm. to you. Because yes. God usually at most time doesn't go in the way, in the way of the, the mob or the crowd. Okay. That reminds me of the story in Kings where you had King Jehoshaphat and King Ahab. King Ahab invited King Jehoshaphat to come to war with him. And King Jehoshaphat was like, what, do we have any prophets? Can we consult and find out what God wants? And all the prophets that King Ahab presented all said, yes, God will deliver the armies into your hands. Yes, you will be victorious. And King Jehoshaphat was like, don't you have any prophets of God here? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, there's this other prophet, but he's a naysayer. He never prophesies good on my behalf. I don't like him. I don't even want to ask him.
Uh, you know the interesting thing? That is the profile you should follow, the one that does not actually say what you like to hear. Yes. Right? He speaks what the Lord is saying, not what you want to hear. The true prophet speaks the minds of God, not what the people want to hear. The people want, the Bible says they have itching ears. Itching yes. ears. They want to hear something good. But you see, mm -hmm. sometimes prophecy can be correctional. Sometimes prophecy can be can be against our desires and our will. Mm -hmm. And when it comes, just be sure that it is God that is speaking. And if it is God that is speaking, accept it and move on. Yes, yes. So in this situation where we, you know, all these prophets, they, they believe that they were hearing what God said, with the exception of this one prophet who truly heard from God. How can we identify or how can we know when a prophet is speaking from his own selfish desires or when he's a complete false prophet? How, how do we know? Okay, so we are going into into something that is very important, and I want to look at some scriptures, right? Yes. Because yes. these are things that people will tell you, will begin to want to contend with you, particularly those people who are in the prophetic, right? Now, yes. Jesus recognized that there will be the ministry of the false prophet. Yes. He prophesied their coming. So if he prophesied their coming, that prophecy must definitely come to pass. Yes. Hear me again. Jesus said in Matthew 24, verse 11, he said, then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. Mm. That was a false prophecy. That yes. many false prophets will rise up and they will deceive many. Now, this this, this also supposed to be an encouragement to the true prophet when he's being rejected. Yes. Right? Jesus told you that many will be deceived. Just know that many definitely will be deceived by false prophet, right? So Jesus recognizes that fact. In Matthew chapter 10, verse 16, and Luke chapter 10, verse 3, Jesus warned his followers about wolves in sheep mm -hmm. clothing. Yes. Right? These people, they will be hostile to the gospel. They will be hostile to the gospel. Hostile in the sense that they may not come and begin to kill the, the people who, who listen. They come with doctrines that are anti- anti the bible yes. you begin to hear things that are not in line with the word of god you begin to see them they will pick the word of god actually then they will yes. add the poison they will add in it and dish it out to the people right so yes jesus has to recognize the fact that false prophet will come then see his warning to us he said beware of false prophet who come to you in sheep clothing but inwardly they are ravenous wolves Whoa. Yes. He said, beware of them. So, the truth is, there are false prophets out there. Mm -hmm. And the interesting thing is that there are so much. Mm. And another interesting thing about them is, many people will be deceived by this false prophet. So, this begs to the question, because now you don't know who to trust. Because yes. the true prophet, he prophesied. The false prophet comes, he prophesies. And both of them tend to look like, let me give you cite an example. Yes. The prophet comes that you has never met you before, has never known anything about you, right? Mm -hmm. And then he tells mm -hmm. you things about you. 
and it, they are very true. It tells you your name. It tells you your telephone number. It tells you everything that God is doing with you, the problem you are going through. Then he tells you that God wants to bring a breakthrough. And then he gives you a solution to getting, that, getting out of that trouble. And then he tells you one of the solutions is for him to get your money. That if you sow a seed, the seed is going to break. Now, I, I, I believe in giving, right? Mm -hmm. I believe in giving. And I will continue to encourage people to give, especially yeah. to the work of God, to the less privileged, to those that are in need. Mm -hmm. Do your make sure. Don't let anything come between you. There's a man of God who made a statement that I enjoy. People attacked him and they take advantage of the fact that he has a liberal heart and they, they, they use it against him. They yeah. take account transaction. That is the, the transaction in their account between him and them. And they use it against him and say that he took advantage of them. If not, if they don't, that is their proof now is that, that I know this man. This is the account transaction and the rest of it. Now, yes. he came out one day, a comment, and that comment broke my heart. He said, there is no amount of evil that these people that I did good to will do to me that will make me stop being good. Ah, yes. when he made that statement, that was yes. he said, there is nothing anybody does to me that will stop me from being a giver. Now, yeah. now, I respected that position. He will not allow anything come between him and giving to people, helping people and giving to the work of God. And that is yeah. a man that, that has made a decision and I encourage people to make that decision. But you see, when manipulation comes in, mm -hmm. You are in this trouble, and the way to get out of this trouble, if you sow a seed of, we're in 2023 now, do a seed of $2,300 or $23,000, and you'll get out of that problem. Yes. And give you all manner of analogies. Mm -hmm. Just know two things. That may not be that the person is a false prophet, but he's allowing flesh to come into play. Yes. Right, but yeah. most false prophets will do that. But not all who do that are false prophets. All false prophets will do that. Yes. Right. But <laughs> take manipulation to get that money. But not all prophets will do that. Some the flesh situation has pushed them into all of this. So we need to mm -hmm. be able to dis to to have that distinction. Right. Yes. Now, yes. Jesus is beware of them. How then do you identify if this one is a false prophet or if the prophecy is false? Yes. I'm looking for, let me open to a scripture here. Jesus was very clear. Hmm. I'm just remembering one scripture where Jesus made a comment. He said, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. So yeah. not everybody that sign in the name of the Lord that is a what? is a true prophet yes take heed that no one deceives you right take yes. heed that no one deceives yes. you right there's a scripture i'm trying to look for the bible says that by their fruit you shall know them mm -hmm. by their fruit you shall know them right so what is their fruit is their fruit fruits unto righteousness because the bible calls you and i the tree of righteousness so yes. the only thing 
come out of my fruit, out of me is what? Righteousness. Yes. Right? And what I mean righteousness now, I'm, I'm talking about as the tree of righteousness, the fruit that should come out of me should be the fruit of the spirit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering. If you discover that these things are not found in this person, that is a serious warning. Then there is yeah. a second warning here that was for us, right? In Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 21 to 22. Now this has to do with the false prophet himself. Because when a false prophet prophesies, God is not going to enforce that prophecy. You see, in Deuteronomy 18, 21 and 22, you say, you may wonder, how will we know whether or not a prophecy is from the Lord? See, if the prophet speaks in the Lord's name, but his prediction does not happen or come true, you will know that the Lord did not give that message. That prophet has not spoken without my authority and need mm -hmm. not to be what? Yeah. Yes. You see, so see don't allow that person who says, okay, let me give you an instance, and I come to you and tell you that the Lord says to me that in 24 hours you will have food in your house. Okay. And in 24 hours, it does not come. Just or the know that that is not what the Lord come said. And no food was there. That is not what the Lord said. Or rather, yes, you can have the Lord have spoken all of these, that he will supply all of your need in scriptures. But you know definitely that this prophet didn't speak from the Lord. He was speaking out of his flesh to entice you, to please yes. you. Right? Yes. Yes. That is. A second way you can be able to identify a false prophet or false yeah. prophets. I would rather even dwell on false prophecy than even the false prophet. The false yeah. prophet, definitely you know that these people are demonic people. They go to get evil powers, charms, right, from outside to want to manipulate people. They yeah. see beyond. We call them, uh, let me give you a clear example of what happened in the Bible. You remember there was a, a lady that had in the Bible that, in the book of Acts, that had uh, an unclean spirit that... She was, was a diviner, uh, that, yes. Yeah, she was a diviner. So yes. she could see and she was bringing gains to her master, right? Mm -hmm. And then yes. one day Paul came into the city. She understood that Paul came into the city and he came with a different spirit. And yes. she was threatened by what Paul came with, right? So in order for her not to lose what she has, Mm -hmm. She began to prophecy and say people should listen to Paul. Now look at the manipulation in that. That people should listen to Paul. Now the idea is to get to get the approval of Paul on her, so that even the church can go to her. Yes. yes right. Yes, and then Paul, full of the Holy Ghost, turned and looked at her and rebuked that demon in her and cast mm -hmm. out the demon from her. Now yes. you need to consider. To, and descending to be able to identify if this person was actually of God, right? So yes. here she was actually saying the truth. Was Paul not actually speaking by the Spirit of God? Was Paul yes, not of God? Was. Truly yes, Paul of God. And then yes. he was encouraging people to listen to But Paul in his spirit, the Bible says he was vexed in his spirit. He yes. was vexed in his spirit. And then he looked at the lady and cast the demon out of her, that false prophet. That yes. false demon breaking through her. So all what she wanted was if Paul had kept quiet, she would have successfully caused Paul, or Paul would have successfully endorsed this lady unconsciously. Yes. yes. And the church 
will be visiting this lady she will be invited to come and minister to them she will come with a demonic spirit to minister to these people yeah. and demons take the place in the church but you see mm -hmm. there is a scripture that gives me encouragement it said yeah. the church of god is marching forward and the gate of hell shall not prevail against it Amen. so no matter the manipulation find a way of delivering his church so yes. you need to also identify the fact that when this prophet speaks and he does not speak what comes to pass just know that this is not a prophecy from the lord that's yes. one that's two number three take note of what this person is saying is he speaking in line with the word of god or mm. is he coming to contradict the word of god yeah when i am prophesying and my prophecy goes against the written word of God. That is the that is our authority. The word of yes. God, the Bible, is our authority. Right? God will never go against his word in the Bible. Yes. So God cannot come and tell me, right? Yes. That I, I should come and steal from you. Yes. I should take advantage of you. That yes. is not God's way of God speaks love. Yes. If God will speak love right if yeah. god speaks love or, or rather when god speaks he speaks love yes. right he speaks peace so when these people come the first thing you notice is this is that they want to speak they will come with the word of god actually they will quote scripture yeah. then they will mm -hmm. misinterpret the scripture let me give you an instance there's a scripture yeah. where jesus was speaking he said mm -hmm. pray for them that despisefully use you Mm -hmm. actually he was referring to your enemies pray for your enemies right mm -hmm. yes. so when he said pray for your some prophet began to misinterpret that scripture and say god did not give you prayer point so your prayer for your enemy could be that you should kill them you fail to understand that you are an enemy to somebody at some point you were an enemy to somebody at some point before you became saved in fact, you were an enemy of God. Now, yeah. scripture will be lifted out of context and misrepresented. Mm. Right? So they will yeah. to speak all of negative, negative, uh, uh, they'll begin to speak words. They will actually quote it from scripture, but they will yeah. repent it, just like the devil did to Jesus. Je he walked up to Jesus and told Jesus and said, if you are the son of God, command this yeah. stone to be broken. He said he will give his angels over you. So if you throw down your self from that roof, he will give his angels. Actually, those were that that was what was in the scripture. So he was quoting the scripture to Jesus. But Jesus yeah. was always responding because, because scripture is not to be to be abused. Peter said yeah. it does have private interpretation. Yeah. The interpretation here in Nigeria is the same interpretation in America. Yes. of the scripture if god is saying one thing here in nigeria he's actually saying it everywhere in the world so when your interpretation suits just your environment just know that something is actually wrong right so when a prophet is giving yes. prophecy and you see his prophecy is contradicting a particular scripture in the bible reject it don't be afraid of that prophet yes. lastly there is the spirit of god within you there is the holy spirit living inside you when a false prophet comes and is prophesying and he may actually be speaking and speaking the word of god because they also know this thing that i am saying to you 
that you need to speak in line with the word of God. So they want to come within with it. They speak in line with the word of God, right? Yes. One thing is certain. There is the Holy Spirit within you, just like Paul. Paul perceived in his spirit that that young lady was not of God. So the Holy Spirit within you will be able, to, you will suddenly know that there is a vexation inside of your spirit. You know that this person isn't speaking of God. Yes. What do you do? Listening to the voice of the Spirit of God within you. Yes. Especially it has to do with decision. Now, a lot of people, first prophet comes and tell you, the Lord says you should do this and do that and do this. And then the Lord is actually saying something else. Please don't listen to them. Listen to what the Lord is saying to you. Except you are not sure the Lord spoke to you. So, it sounds like whether it is you yourself or somebody else or somebody with authority in the church because you know if, if you're in the midst of a prophet then you may see that person as having somebody of authority right somebody who knows what they're talking about i remember the story of the young prophet and the old prophet god told the young prophet that he should not return the way he came that he should not eat with anybody he shouldn't go and he shouldn't stay there he should leave as soon as he completed his task he was supposed to leave but an old prophet heard that this young prophet was in town and told him that god said you're to come and eat at my house and he went and he ate at the, the king, the, the, the older prophet's house. And while he was eating there, then God told the old prophet that the young prophet, he prophesied through the old prophet that the young prophet was going to die because he disobeyed God. So in that particular instance, there was a, a, a level of the older prophet is probably, you know, some, he was a known prophet. He was older. He's his elder. He's showing respect. There is, you know, um, he's known to be a prophet. So if he said, God said, then there's a level of, I guess, I don't want to say obligation, but the younger prophets or the young prophets coming up, being in a situation like that, trusted the old prophet, even though it was against what God told him to do. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now in this case, Whatever God speaks to you, you are the one who fellowship with God. You know what He speaks to you in that your yes. sacred place, in that your quiet yes. time. When it speaks to you, it doesn't matter what anybody or who is that fellow that comes to yes. tell you that God just changed his mind. No. If God changes his mind, let him speak to me. Yes. You may listen to them and not be disrespectful to them. Yes. Right. Because the Bible frowns at disrespecting disrespecting elders right yes. so you can politely and respectfully reject what they say reject in totality not because you are afraid of them but because you also need to keep to the principle of of the scripture which says you should honor the elder yes right yes that is why you are respectful so what do you do respectfully reject what they say. Yes. If God, look at the old prophet. He ended up killing the young prophet. You know, you, is it not interesting that he came and told him what the Lord said, and then he came back and told him that you will be killed because you disobeyed God? Yes. It was just a, it, an interesting story that even yeah. when, you know, even somebody with authority or even our elders who we who we should respect doesn't 
mean that if their word goes against what God said or what God said to us, what God says is number one. What God says is, is it trumps what anybody else says. So with that being said, it is very, it's ultimately important that we have a relationship with God so that we know what he says. When he's talking to us, we need to know that, that is, it was definitely God talking to us. That is the crux of the matter. That is the, in Nigeria, we say the cocoa of the matter. The cocoa <laughs> of the matter is learning the voice of God. And how do you learn it? Yes. You learn it by fellowshipping with the Lord. You learn it by reading your Bible. Yes. Right? As you pray in fellowship, or you fellowship in, how, how do I put that? But Prayers and the study of the God, word of God. This is yeah. fellowship. As you do all of these, one thing is certain. You begin to know how God speaks. Suddenly, one day you will just be sitting. He will yeah. tell you, Carrie, your car headlight is on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then you get up, go out, and you see your car headlight on. You put it off. You have learned his voice at that yes. point, right? Yes. Then he tells you, you forgot your phone on the table and you know that you have never forgotten your phone. Then you go in again and realize that actually you forgot your phone on the table or possibly you left your phone in the kitchen and you can't remember where you kept the phone suddenly. Yes. He tells you your phone is in the kitchen and you are confused. You're not sure God spoke to you. You get up and go. Now, as you continue in that light every now and then, then you begin to know his voice. Then he begins to give you instruction. For example, mm. he will tell you and say, all right, please, there is a son of mine that is in need. Let me give you an instance. One time I was seriously in need financially. And as my culture is, I will not call you and ask you. I may be in big trouble. Reason is, if I call and ask you, we'll do it. Yes. Right? And I will be seen to be manipulating so yes. it's very difficult for me to want to call and ask for my personal need and tell you yes. that, please, I am in this distress at the moment, mm -hmm. right? Yes. So then what I do is I just go to the Lord and I pray to him. Now it is better to go to the Lord and cry to him concerning your need, right? So there was this point I was kneeling down and I prayed to the Lord and I cried to the Lord and I needed a particular amount of money. Mm -hmm. And this lady from nowhere, she has never met me before, she has never known me anywhere before, told me that the Lord told her to send me this amount of money. When she sent the amount of money, it was exactly what I was looking for. Wow. <laughs> now, isn't that better? At some yes. point, I was in school and I didn't have money when I was in school and I, I was a lover of God, right? So I prayed to the Lord that money, I need money for to eat. And yes. the Lord restaurant I didn't hear and it was almost getting to the time to eat and a young lady walked up to me and said give me your Bible I gave her my Bible she opened the Bible and pushed the Bible back to me I was wondering why did she open the Bible she didn't read the Bible yes and I asked the Lord for 200 Nigerian Naira right so that yes. I can eat food at that while we were in school so we're about to get out of that environment she told me she answered to me open your Bible I opened my Bible and I saw 200 Naira and she ran away the next day she came back and and told me and said the Lord told her that she should give me 200 and she told the Lord that 
200 was too small that she will give me 1,000 the next day. The Lord said, now responded to her and told her, I give him the 200 now and tomorrow bring the 1,000. So the next day she came with the 1,000 and then with with provisions. And I, she said, the Lord didn't ask her to give her me provisions, but she felt there must be something about you that makes yeah. the Lord cares about and she wants to be a part of what the Lord is doing. And then she now gave me provisions and 1,000 mm -hmm. error added to what you see now wow. the lord heard my cry in the middle of the night at yes. about 4 a.m that was crying to god pouring my heart to him and telling him that i need food to eat i cannot yes. walk up to you and i don't have food to eat not yes. because i don't have food to eat, right but because mm -hmm. most times it's the manipulation and being sincere is just a thin line that's mm -hmm. separated yes right yes, yes. it's the point where i begin to manipulate or it may get to a point where you become my supplier the supplier of my need mm -hmm. and if you become my need you become my god and the last time i checked i don't want no man to be my god yes yes god is god is our heavenly father and he provides for us and he protects us and and he keeps us yeah. safe so um and hold on, let me put a disclaimer. That does yeah. not mean there's anything wrong with people asking when they are in trouble. Yes. Right? Yes. That doesn't mean I'm just telling you the way I operate, right? Yes. If you are in problem and someone who can help you out, that's why you are brothers. Especially if that brother is in church, is a Christian brother. Yeah. He should be able to come because the Bible says we should come when we come together. I share mm -hmm. my problem, you share the problem. If there is the ability in me to help out to solve that problem, I solve it out. So there's nothing so that people wouldn't people listening wouldn't think that what I meant is that you don't need to talk to people when you are in trouble. No, that doesn't mean that, right? And it also doesn't mean that when you talk to people, you are actually making people God. I'm telling you the way my conscious mind or my my mind works. Yes. Right? Yes. Um, it is me now. I'm talk talking to you about me now, not generally. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. But, you know, God does want us to go to Him first. And then He might line people up, or they'll, you know, if you talk to somebody else about it, He may have prepared their hearts. So for when you bring when you bring the subject up, that they're more open to helping. So He wants you to. He wants us as his children to come to him first and, you know, he'll decide how he wants to, to play it out, how he wants to answer that prayer. It's, it's up to God how he does that. Yeah. So fellowshipping with God is key. You know, key. we, um, how does a child know their parents' voice, right? Mm. Spending time. Fellowship, fellowship, right? If any of my boys call me, I can tell you which one it is that is calling me because I know their voice. And if I yeah. call them, they know which one is me because we not just have fellowship, we have a relationship and we have, um, and we, and we fellowship. And Jesus said that I know my sheep, they know my voice, sheep? right? Uh -huh. They know my voice. They listen to me and, and another they will not listen to. So we we have to get into the posture of fellowshipping with God so that we are absolutely sure that we know his voice, right? Yeah. That is that is very important. And if we understand if 
if one of the ways to know that somebody is false, if they're speaking, if they're not in alignment with the word of God, then it would make sense that we are in alignment. We know what the word of God says, right? It would be, it would be, it would make sense. You know, yeah. the psalmist said, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. So in order for us to not sin against God or know what God says, we need to know. We need to know his word. But not just knowing his word. I, I, I do believe knowing God helps us understand his word. It helps us to, to decipher his word. Because, I mean, if you look at the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they knew the word. But their hearts were not a heart. They, they didn't have a heart for the things of God, even though they knew the, the word. They knew the law. They knew the law. But Jesus came to express the compassion behind it, the grace and the truth behind it. So we're grateful for God for that. So if, if you um, found this broadcast interesting and you are interested in knowing God some more, having a fellowship with him, having a relationship with him, his word says that if we confess that Jesus is Lord and believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. And that if we yeah. confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So, Pastor, is there anything else you'd like to add before I close out? All right. So I don't know where you're watching from. I don't know the situation you find yourself. I don't know what a false prophet may have done to you. One thing I know, that Jesus cares about you. Jesus loves you. Jesus wants to see you saved. But the way for you to be able to even benefit from what we have been speaking about knowing the voice of God and identifying a false prophet, it always starts with, one, being born again. If you are not born again, then the benefit of Christianity may not come to you. A man said, if you are not saved, then you are not safe. If you are not saved, then you become a victim of the false prophet. Most times, yes, I know Christians may be victims because they refuse to heed to instruction. But most of the prey are those who are not saved. If you are watching me from wherever around the world and you are not born again, you don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior over your life. I want to invite you to accept the Lordship of Jesus over your life. If you do this, I guarantee you there is a peace that will come to you. There is a joy that you cannot find anywhere that will come to you. All you just need to do is believe that he died for you. Believe that he he rose from the dead for your sake. And accept what he has done for you. And if you do just this, believing in your heart and confessing with your mouth the lordship of Jesus over your life, I bet you, your life will not remain the same. So I want to pray for you right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, for those who are going to make this decision, accepting the lordship of Jesus over their life, I ask that you will minister to them, cause them to have an encounter with you, O oh Lord. Let's hear a testimony of life being imparted into them. And if they are going through a challenge, anyone who is saved, who is your child that has been a victim of the false prophet, 
and they have given up on you because of the activities of false prophet. I pray your deliverance over them, O oh God. I pray that you free them from the bondage they put themselves in as a result of these false prophet activities in their lives. Thank you, Father, because you have heard us, Lord. Bless your people, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Thank you very much, Karen. Amen. Amen. And thank you very much, Pastor Ray. Thanks for watching the broadcast. Um, if you like this content and like to, to see more of it, um, subscribe to the channel, like, and share this video. Thanks, friends. Mm -hmm.